0: This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for Sunday, June 7th, 2015. The Gospel is taken from the book of Mark, chapter 3, verses 20 through 35. The message is by Father Ron Baird. Today's Gospel lesson, we have um, an interesting um tale from Mark, because there's really two stories in, in this um, pericope that we have. Um, there's sort story of a story that starts, and then it's diverted to another story, and then he comes back uh, to the original story. The original story is that um, his uh, mother and brothers and sisters are very worried about him because they're getting uh, reports back from him, th- about him rather, that he's gone out of his mind. I suspect you all have had experiences like that where people think you've gone out of your mind. So they go basically to rein him in. You know, it says to restrain him, but um, basically it says to arrest him. It's kind of the same word as used when you want to arrest somebody and haul them off to jail. And so it takes a while, though, to get from Nazareth all the way over to Capernaum. It's about 20 miles. And so there's some time that goes on in between. Well, in the meantime, he's trying to teach... Um, the crowds, and the crowds just keep coming and coming. For a guy that's out of his mind, he has an awful lot of people who want to come see him, but I thought that was sort of odd, but then I thought, well, a lot of people seem to have watched Jerry Springer too, so I suppose anything <laughs> is possible. Um, and so, you know, the crowds come, and the Pharisees sent down some of the scribes who work with them um, down to accuse him of working for the devil, Beelzebul, which means Lord of the Flies. You all read that book? Truly dreadful book, um, um, one of the worst books I've ever read, actually. But um, Lord of the Flies, because he was the Lord of Death, Satan, and so the 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 clerics come down and they say he has he does these things by the power of Satan himself. He casts out demons by the power of Beelzebub, and Jesus um, decided he would do Abraham Lincoln a great favor. And come up with one of his more memorable quotes. Nobody really knows Jesus said it, but they remember Abraham Lincoln said it, which is that a house divided against itself cannot stand, um, which Lincoln said prior to the Civil War. And so, um, and he's saying if they're fighting against each other, then Satan loses. Because if Satan is casting out Satan, then Satan has lost. So that makes no sense whatsoever. And then he goes on to tell the story about that anything that you do, God will forgive you for anything. There's nothing you can do that God would not forgive you for. You, know, you can murder somebody. You, know, you can be an adulterer. I mean, you can do all kinds of horrible, terrible things, much less the sort of normal things that we usually sin with, and God would still forgive you. He can forgive anything. And so if you've been worried about that there's something in your life that... Um, has you weighed down that you feel guilty about? Well, don't, because God will forgive you that. You know He's already let go of it. The question is, is can you? He says, however, there's always a catch, isn't there? <laughs> however, there is one unforgivable sin, and that is sin against the Holy Spirit. If you blaspheme against the Holy Spirit, that is an eternal sin. It can never be forgiven. So what's that all about? What's that mean? Well then the end of the story comes and um, his mother and brothers and sisters are outside they can't get in because of the crowd and so they start calling out to him and some of the crowd tells him well your mom's outside, she wants you. And Jesus, in a move that I'm sure really pleased his mother greatly said, who are my mother and my brothers? (laughs) Whoever does the will of God is my mother and my brothers. But we do know that they got with a program later on, so... So it must have worked out. Well, so what's this all this about sin, and, and how does that work? Well, you really have to go back to the Old Testament lesson from today to begin to see what this blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is really all about and how it does affect us. In the um, Old Testament lesson from Genesis 2, we hear the story of Adam and Eve. And we kind of pick it up after the fact. If you remember, there was one tree of which um, they were not allowed to eat the fruit off of. They could eat off of anything else in the whole garden, but there was one tree right in the middle of the garden that God said, don't eat off that one, because the day you eat of it, you're going to die. And so don't eat that. It's bad. Now, it wasn't an apple. Everybody thinks it was an apple, but it was actually the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Well, the serpent comes along, Satan is a serpent, and says to Eve, so you can eat anything in this whole garden, huh? She goes, Yes. It's wonderful. And he says, huh, what about that tree? Well, no, we can't eat off of that tree because God said that if we ate off that tree, we would die. And he said, that's not true. God didn't tell you the truth. You won't die if you eat off of that tree. You know, a lot of creatures eat off of that tree. They don't die. You know, I've eaten from that tree. I haven't died. He said, do I look dead? And so she goes, Really? He said, no, God doesn't want you to eat off that tree, because he knows that if you eat off of it, you'll be like him, and you'll know what's good and what's evil. Well, Eve thinks this over, and she thinks, well, I'd like to be like God, which a lot of people have really slammed her for, but if you think about it, what little kid doesn't want to be like their parent? You know, we all want to be more grown up than we are. Even at my age, I want to be more grown up than I am, and, and so... Eve goes, and she eats off of it, and actually, it tastes pretty darn good. So she goes and finds Adam, who's wandering around doing who knows what, and um, she says, here, try this. And Adam, whose motives are much more base than Eve's, I mean, he didn't have the high-mindedness of wanting to improve himself or anything, um, she says, it's good. He goes, hmm, food, good, I eat. <laughs> so he eats off of it, too. Well... They've got now the knowledge of good and evil. They're brilliant. You know, they're just like God. And it suddenly occurs to them, now that they have this vast knowledge, that they're naked. Isn't it amazing what human beings can do with great knowledge? That was what they figured out. With all that. That we're naked. And think about it. They're the only people on the planet. <laughs> I mean, what are they worried about? You know, so who are, and then they hide. Who are they hiding from? God. Now, you'd think they were hiding from God because they were afraid he was going to find out they ate off that tree, wouldn't you? No. They're hiding because they're naked, and surely God wouldn't know about that. Um, (laughs) And so they don't want him to see them naked. And so they're hiding. So God's calling out for Adam. He says, where are you? What are you doing in here, these bushes? He says, well, we're hiding. Why? Well, because...